Hey, we're Andrew Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to discuss why you should stop escaping the hard things in marriage. So today we're going to be talking about escapism or escaping the hard stuff in marriage. And um, I thought that the topic would be really good. I, we actually mention it in The Unveiled Wife, a book that I wrote about our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mentioned in chapter 19. So if you're familiar with that book, if you have that book, go back and refer to that chapter. I think it'd be really encouraging to read again. Um, otherwise, if you haven't got The Unveiled Wife yet, this is a shameless plug to encourage you <laughs> yeah. to go and check that out. It's a book about our story. So it, uh, we've talked about it. We've done an uh, episode about it a while ago but it goes into depth about the, a lot of the stuff we went through in our marriage, the missionary travels, uh, the hardships, how God got a hold of our hearts. Yeah. Um, but today we just wanted to discuss um, one of the topics in the book. It's something that we um, we got professional at, um, mm-hmm. is escapism, escaping the hard things that we're, in, we're going through in our marriage, not confronting them, not dealing with them, just avoiding them. Yeah. And we're going to talk about why not to do that. So I wanted to start by just um, giving a definition of what escapism is. And it is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. Yeah. Um, some other things to add to that is uh, doing things to avoid it, like traveling or yeah. uh, always being busy or hobby. So those kinds of things all fall into the category of, of what we use mm-hmm. in our life to escape dealing with the things that need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, an analogy I like to um, think of is how lightning, when it strikes, it always takes the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this is talking about is going the path of least resistance in your marriage, uh, doing the thing that like, oh, I could deal with this. We could talk about this. We could um, figure out how to fix this. But instead, we're going to go spend time with friends. We're going to go do this thing over here. And I would say that the reason that people do that is because it hurts the flesh. It's too hard or it doesn't sound fun or, you know, so either it could be motivated by a sense of fear or Mm. a sense of, um, you know, just not, just not wanting to have to deal with it. And so the pain's too much and I don't want to feel that pain. And it's like pulling a splinter out. They'll just leave it. (laughs) I don't want to touch it, but you have to pull it out and it hurts or cleaning the wound. Um, we don't want to, deal with it and it's it's never easy yeah. like even though we've worked on it a lot in our marriage it's still hard to confront you know, things that need to be confronted. Yeah. So I was just going to um, ask you to share some things from our marriage of how we dealt with escapism. Like how did we escape? How good we, how go- how good good we got we at it? Yeah. I think yeah. the cha- the chapter in The Unveiled Wife was called Escape Artist because we were really good at escaping the pain yeah. to go and try and find other ways to yeah. fulfill that part of what we desired. The uh, tricky part is, is when you use good things to escape the hard things. Like what? Um, well, we were missionaries. Mm-hmm. We were doing the Lord's work. Um, and I don't think we weren't doing the Lord's work. God was using us and we were traveling and preaching the gospel and trying to be good Christians and, um, you know, do really cool things for God. And uh, there was a lot of good that came out of it, a lot of fun that came out of it. But um, our uh, us being constantly traveling and out and doing this next adventure and this next thing and this next thing, it was, we used it to keep our minds off of what we were going through. Yeah. Um, we were also, I feel like, naive in a, a little bit where we thought like, well, if all we got to do is keep doing these good things and eventually this will get fixed. But in reality, we just knew that we were afraid to deal with it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the sexual issues, the, the anger, the frustration, the bitterness that was growing and growing and growing. Um, it was just easier to go and be working somewhere. 
so and doing like, this thing over here and, try, and getting on a plane and going over there and getting on a boat. Yeah. I was going to say the opportunities that um, would come up, mm-hmm. we were so quick to say yes to because we knew that the excitement surrounding mm-hmm. a new adventure or you know a new responsibility or having to go do something uh, did distract us majorly from the yeah. realities of what our marriage was was facing. Yeah. And, you know, we, we did it a lot. We, you know, we, we went to Washington to fundraise and then we went to um, Africa for four months and then we went to Florida for a year and then we went to Canada and then we're like, Hey, let's go home. And so we drove home and, you know, God was definitely leading us in all of this, but it was for his purposes. We were trying to hide. He was trying to draw out. Mm -hmm. So all the time, all these things that we were doing that we thought was distracting us actually amplified yeah. a lot of the things that we were dealing with. Okay, and, so you yeah. use the word hide. Do you want to share a little bit about like, yeah, there's a, to that? yeah. So we call it escapism, but in reality, what it's doing is we're just hiding. Mm-hmm. We're just hiding from the, from dealing with it. And there's a story in the, in the beginning of the Bible in Genesis and it's of Adam and Eve. And the moment they sinned. They ate of the fruit. God said, don't eat of this fruit. And in that day, you'll surely die. They eat of it. And immediately they realize they're naked. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my gosh, we're, we're naked. What are we doing? And then God says, Adam calls out to him. And what do they do? Hide. They hide in a bush and they're hiding. And God's calling out to him as if God didn't know where they were. Right. <laughs> and God says, why are you hiding? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're like, hey, we noticed we were naked. And so we hid. Um, I wanted to read that real quick. Um, this is in Genesis 3. So Genesis 3, verse 8, it says, and, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the, to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? So they knew they did wrong. They knew that they were, there was something that they had to be confronted with. God calls out to them and they hide. Yeah. And so this is what was happening to us. The whole time the Holy Spirit's calling to us, telling us like, hey, you need to work on this. Hey, there's something that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's sin that's being hidden. Hey, there's this problem that needs to be fixed. There's healing that needs to, be hap- that needs to happen. We hope you guys are enjoying listening to this week's episode of Marriage After God. We wanted to take a quick break to share with you 31 prayers for my son and daughter. We uh, started out writing the marriage prayer books, but we had a lot of uh, parents asking for prayer books for my son and daughter. And so we made these really neat resources so that parents can pray specific prayers over their children. And there's even journal lines in it so that they can make them personal. And I've heard in some cases, parents um, are going to be handing these books back to their children uh, when they graduate or hit those really awesome milestones. So this is just a really great way to um, inspire your prayer life for your children. So if you're interested in getting more information about the 31 Prayers for My Son and Daughter books, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash children and uh, you'll get all the information you need. And we're like, oh, what? <laughs> and let's, let's <laughs> hide. <laughs> let's not talk about it. Let's yeah. not, let's avoid. And, and one of the things that our traveling afforded us was the ability to hide from people also. Yeah. So community. So we didn't have to be around people. We didn't have to be confronted, even though every once in a while we would handpick someone to talk to and they couldn't help us. Of course, we didn't have to get confronted with anything because people weren't around us long enough. We would hide. We'd, the moment it was, it would get too sticky or too hard. Um, we would run away. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing that hiding allowed us to do. Do you remember how that felt like in the running oh, and I, in the hiding? Yeah, I definitely do. I, it, it was this weird um, conflict in my heart of like wanting 
wanting to be known but not wanting to be known and that was really hard for me because I essentially hid from mm-hmm. from God in my relationship with him and slowly by slowly I pulled away from him in my relationship and I also did the same exact thing with you and even when we got to yeah. California and God really started pressuring our hearts to like confront the issues that we were facing um, even then I still Escape, but in a different way. So, I, yeah. can I share that a little yeah, bit? Go ahead. So, um, you know, you're talking about traveling and being distracted in that way. In California, we were set mm-hmm. in one place, and we even started building community. And I still found a way through <laughs> fantasy. So, um, you know, a friend introduced me to Twilight when it was really big back then, and I I wasn't really like a big reader, but she gave me this massive book, and I I started in on it, and I just found this this place where I can enjoy romance, which we weren't, you know, really (laughs) enjoying at all in our marriage. And so I, um, I would indulge in that. And the thing that I recognized about that time, and it took me a couple months to realize was that when I came up for air or put the book down, should say, and started um, thinking about what we were going through when, when I saw us, I noticed that it worsened. I noticed that our problems had amplified. So I just want that to be an encouragement for people or maybe mm-hmm. like some sort of warning. I don't know that if you are escaping, um, it can be really dangerous because you mm-hmm. will notice that when you do face whatever issue it is that you are wrestling yeah. with in your marriage, when you're escaping, the problem is intensifying. The problem is accumulating yeah. and getting worse. Yeah, hiding while the boat is sinking won't stop the boat from sinking. <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> you wake, you you come out, and it's actually deeper in the water, and you're like, uh oh. Yeah. So you you would escape into books and fantasies mm-hmm. and and have that romantic um, internal. Um, emotional fantasy mm-hmm. and you would escape into that and I would escape into my pornography and my mm-hmm. other addictions mm-hmm. and and just avoiding us and all the while our fantasies and addictions are making our relationship more broken yeah. um, our, ex- our escaping made our relationship more distant yeah. and so instead of coming closer together we were running away from each other yeah. and from, away from God yeah. it's almost the opposite of like that marriage triangle you see right? you're at the bottom and you're going up towards God well escapism is running away from God and each other yeah. that's the only th- way to, to describe it because um, it's almost impossible to move forward with God mm-hmm. and, to get, and to get closer to God when you're not dealing with the things that we need to be dealing with. Because yeah. God's like, hey, why, why aren't you walking in maturity here? Or why aren't you growing in this area? Or why aren't you becoming more um, the way that I've called you to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not loving you the way I'm supposed to be loving mm-hmm. you. You're not respecting me and honoring me the way you're supposed to honor me. And we're both doing the opposites. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to be growing closer to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone once told me, God's not going to tell you to do to do something else until you've done the th- thing he's already told you to do. <laughs> Um, so we weren't doing the thing that God's already wanted, wanted us to do, but we, God brought us to a place of, you know, allowed us to be broken, allowed us to, because he's patient and he's a gentleman, mm-hmm. allowed us to make the decisions we were making, even mm-hmm. though he was constantly calling to us mm-hmm. and we were just avoiding that call, um, to finally get on our knees and be like, okay, Lord, we are done running. Yeah. And it wasn't until we said we're done running and done escaping that we're just going to like, here it is. We can't escape it anymore. We don't want to escape anymore. We, we can't want to, hide. We want healing. <laughs> yeah. And so we laid it out and we just called it out for what it was and we stopped hiding. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were some of the ways that we stopped escaping? <laughs> well, we had to recognize and identify the places that we were going to other than each other. And so yeah. I think there was there was a really big like light bulb c- came on for me when mm-hmm. I realized that I was um, consuming 
Twilight and fantasy books to satisfy this part of me that longed to experience mm-hmm. romance. And so yeah. um, putting those down and seeing that I had idolized them over God and over our marriage mm-hmm. was, was really significant in our life. And at the same time, you were mm-hmm. coming to the same conclusion about pornography. Yeah. So what are some other things that people might use to escape? Because it could be anything, right? Yeah. I mean, um, gaming could be a huge one. Video games. Yeah, um, spending or, hours on end just gaming to get like, oh, I yep. just need my time. Don't talk to me. Pretty much any form of entertainment can be used for yeah. escapism. So like going to the movies or even, you know, having <laughs> an addiction mm-hmm. to Netflix or mm-hmm. um, binge, Amazon. Binge watching, binge watching shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, which we did that a lot. That was, we talked to, one of the last episodes we did was about entertainment, entertainment. and marriage. Yeah. One of the ways we escaped was we would just watch yep. endless, endless episodes of mm-hmm. a show or movies. And even though we were doing that together, mm-hmm. we really were just doing it to avoid communication, yeah. avoid physical intimacy, yeah. to avoid feeling the pain that we were feeling. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's just drown our misery with the movies. Um, so other ways is um, drugs, alcohol. Yeah. Um, you know, some things that should just be cut out altogether and then other things that need to be either you know, prayed about or consulted with like, um, and, and just finding that, that balance that, and really it's not even a balance. It's, um, like none of the things that we're bringing up is to say, just cut it out. If you're doing it, that means you're escaping. It you know, comes the, down to your heart. Like, the point is, your... is like, why are you using it? Yeah. You know, why are you running to those things? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, when you sit and think you're like, man, I absolutely go, you know, out with my friends all the time because I know I'm doing it to get away from my wife, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm digging into my books or my movies every night because I don't want to talk to my husband. Yeah. You, you know what things in your life you're using to dampen the pain you're feeling, to medicate. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we always hear this self-medication thing. Where, are you doing that? Are you self-medicating with anything? Is it is it normal books? Just like, you know, nonfiction books. Are you just using that like just to to hide in this these worlds that are not your current world. Because mm-hmm. um, those things aren't in themselves bad. But if we're using them to medicate, if we're using them to shut off, to numb ourselves, then we're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. We're hiding from what God would have for us to confront and deal with. So if those listening um, have been wrestling with this escapism and they're realizing mm-hmm. right now, what's the first thing that they should do to to try and fix this this problem. Yeah, there's a scripture in Psalms, and can you find that I can for read me? It, yeah. yeah, Psalms 139, 23 through 24. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah, so having the heart of David, you know, God said that David was a man after his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, we would, having a heart of David saying, Lord, Look inside of me and tell me if there's anything that's grievous, anything that's wicked, anything that you want to cut right out of us. Which is the total opposite of hiding. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's saying, actually, look inside of me, Lord. Find me. Mm-hmm. Search me. Know me. Yeah, know me. Um, the second thing is, is being willing to stop um, not talking about it mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. If we keep hiding, if I keep, if we keep avoiding, then it's never going to get fixed. Um, the third thing would be community. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. The number one thing, apart from the Holy Spirit working in us and God being the only one that can change us, He's the one that led us to community. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting down at a table, and we had other Christian couples that were just being freely open about their lives and the things that they dealt with and the way they thought and the things that they believed and how God was changing them. And sharing their perspective of yeah. um, 
uh, our version of marriage from their from their point of view, right? So yeah. like, hey, you know, I noticed that you guys are bickering yep. a lot or I noticed this about you, what's going on and just giving them mm-hmm. that access to your life is really So important. opening up because mm-hmm. the, so the one way is is running away and hiding. Proverbs 18:1 says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire, he breaks out against all sound judgment. So this running away that the separating from community from each other is it's just being in darkness. Mm-hmm. It's not being in light. And so going the opposite direction means coming closer, means coming, being more known. Mm-hmm. And so going, going to other uh, mature Christian believers and saying, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to stop this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know what to do about this situation. And then letting them speak wisdom into your life, letting yep. them hold you accountable. You know, that happened with both of us. Mm-hmm. And when we started doing that, when we had people in our lives to walk with us, mm-hmm. we actually can start, you know, growing mm-hmm. and changing and 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 cutting out the dead flesh in our life, cutting out the dead things in our life, allowing the Holy Spirit to search inside of us and and tell us the areas like, hey, I want to change this. I want to grow this. I want to mature this. Yeah, that's um, really good. And you know, and dealing with our marriage, mm-hmm. not running from it. Because as we always say, we're a team. We're, we're to be more and more one every single moment and every single day. So not dealing with the things that we were dealing with just not didn't um, cultivate oneness. Yeah. It cultivated two-ness, <laughs> yeah. you know, separateness. Yeah. And so those those are a handful of things, you know, that we can change in to stop running away from each other. Yeah, I would suggest too, like if you do come up for air or out of whatever you're escaping um, into and you mm. realize that that, pro- that problem or conflict or issue that you have in marriage that you haven't been facing is a mountain um, or a huge gaping canyon, you know, and it's just super painful to face. You know, some people need counseling and that's okay. We want to be an encouragement to you guys and and let you know that there's nothing wrong with going to see a Christian counselor and sitting before them and... and, Could actually be very healthy for you. Yeah, and talking to them about that and seeing if that could be a solution for for you Mm -hmm. and your marriage. So um, that's just another way. We did want to read... Romans 12, 12, it says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be Mm -hmm. constant in prayer. So, you know, there's going to be tribulation in marriage. I don't think any marriage is free of conflict or issues arising or coming up. Tribulation and trials will come. Mm -hmm. How are we as Christians supposed to face it? It says rejoice in hope. Okay. Hope is like looking to the future for better days, being patient throughout that tribulation and being constant in prayer. And we wanted to encourage you guys, if you are not, if you don't have um, a habit of prayer in your marriage, we really want to encourage you to establish that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we've been doing this ministry, we've heard from a lot of couples like, I don't know how to pray for my husband, or I don't even know how to pray with my wife. I've never yeah. prayed out loud before. And we realized that this is, this is a big problem because we need to be able to go before God and pray for one another and pray yeah. over one another and pray with, um, each other. with each other. And so we created um, 31 days of prayer for my husband and wife. And yeah. so these These are resources that are just meant to um, be a catalyst for a husband and wife to be praying for one another. And this and is get in the habit of it. Yeah. Because I mean, if you're going to escape to anything, go to that go to escape to prayer. Yeah. yeah escape, escape to your prayer closet. We just want to encourage you guys that these prayer books um, can be a huge benefit in your marriage. And um, for those of you who, who do have an established habit of prayer in your marriage, just keep doing that because the word of God tells us yeah. to do that. Yeah. And we just want to end with the idea that, having the perspective that the hard things are good okay that we recognize that we are going to go through trials there's no way to avoid them and avoiding them makes those trials worse Worse. so if your perspective is like okay 
we're going through something, let's embrace it. Let's allow the Lord to change us because usually these hard problems are when both parties have to change. Yeah. Sometimes it's when one party has to change. But even then, the one party that is walking with God can be praying and asking the Holy Spirit to go and, and get that the heart of your spouse yeah. um, and capture it and transform it. So having the perspective of, of the trial being a good thing, that it produces endurance and endurance produces hope mm-hmm. and steadfastness. And these, these are good things for us. And they also strengthen the bond of our marriage mm-hmm. when we walk through it correctly yeah. instead of hiding from it. Hiding from it tears the sinews of the marriage apart and it mm-hmm. makes them weaker. So embracing and saying, we're going to hit this head on. I'm going to begin praying today about this. And that would be our first step mm-hmm. is, is that you just get on your knees and say, okay, Lord, like we said, having the heart of David and saying, Look inside of me. Mm-hmm. See inside of me. See inside of my marriage. And am I hiding anything, Lord? Am I running from anything? Is there anything in my life I'm using to escape the reality mm-hmm. that I need to be facing? Mm-hmm. Because God wants you to be strong. He wants you to be um, powerful. And it's, again, as we always say, the whole purpose of this podcast called The Marriage After God is that you would be used for God and His purposes. And if we're only escaping and if we're, only not, if we're never dealing with what God wants us to deal with, we're never going to be useful for his kingdom. We're going to be um, weak and purposeless and hopeless and ineffective. And so we want to have the correct perspective on our hardships. We want to have the correct perspective on our trials, the correct perspective on the, th- the issues that we deal with in our marriage and face them mm-hmm. and stop escaping them and, the, and realize that the consequences of, of confronting them are much, much tamer than the consequences of running away. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage.